1: Welcome to Masked the Journey. We're excited to have you with us today. Uh, we are talking about, this is the first uh, Saturday in, in August. Can you guys believe it's already August? Where did the summer go? You can speak. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know. Okay, I, I'm getting blank looks <laughs> so you guys don't know where the summer went. So we'll, we'll, Hopefully we'll do better with questions later in, in the show. Uh, I know that would surprise you, but that was not a tough one. And so we'll come back to it. But I'm excited about, we're on a quest today as it did say on our intro. We're on a quest to find masculinity. If you wanna go to Facebook today and uh, check out the the question we have of how would you define masculinity? And just uh, kinda go on there and put your own definition of it, but we're gonna talk about that today and talk about what it is today, or is often seen as, and what it was really meant to be as a masculine group, as men, and then also individual masculinity. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today, and I'm I'm excited about this show. Are you, Dennis? Or are you excited about the show today?
2: I'm very excited, Sam. You sounded. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for the music, man. Yeah, well, that's good.
1: Well, we are going to start with a clip. Actually, it's it's a clip from a movie called Not Easily Broken, and in this scene, you, what's happened so far in the movie is a, a man's wife. They've had a kind of a struggling relationship, and she's had a car wreck, and she's in the middle of. Rehabilitation, and he's thinking about this topic of what is it to be a man? So let's listen to how this plays out, and we're going to come back and talk about it.
3: The bishop used to tell a story about Adam and Eve. When God made Adam, he instructed him to do three things work, cultivate, protect. Down through history, men have always been measured by how hard they've worked and cultivated, by how well they protected their wives and children. In the old days, women saw their men as conquerors, providers, heroes. But somewhere along the line, that changed. Women started becoming their own heroes. Maybe it was because their men forgot how to be heroic. Or because women didn't want to be protected anymore. Or maybe women had to be their own heroes because of the pain they had to endure in life. But whatever the cause... The world took away a man's reasons for being a man. They told him he wasn't important anymore. And when that happened, they turned the whole world upside down.
1: So Dennis, we were talking before the show and there was I'd like for you to paraphrase some of this from Wild at Heart. Because that, that was kind of a, a similar thing to what was being said at Wild at Heart. Can you paraphrase a little bit of that that passage from that book?
2: What John Etheridge was saying was essentially that society is taking that a, away from a man. That society that we that we don't know how to 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 have a masculine identity anymore, and we're not sure if society really wants us to. Right. Maybe society wants us to go a different way with that.
1: Yeah, I know that uh, one time you know I heard him speak, and he talked about. You know, uh, on the talk shows, they say, where are all the men? And they said, well, you, you've, you've really ruined masculinity. You know, you've tried to make them women, and there's nothing wrong with being a woman, but we're made uniquely as man or woman in God's image. And that doesn't mean that a, a man can't be loving, does it, Robbie?
0: Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a question for Robbie. All right. <laughs> it is. It is. I thought you were fall asleep. Yes. I'd throw it to you. That's part of mas- a big part of masculinity is David is the perfect example of a man after God's own heart. And yet, and you know, obviously he could take on Goliath, but what a lover he, he, he was or take Solomon mm-hmm. uh, who wrote the song of Solomon. And that's a love story of love stories. And, and in fact, I don't know that I ever would have completely grasped the concept of love if it weren't for that book.
1: Thank you, Robbie. That was a good, good answer. No. <laughs> hey, Al, a quick question for you. Now, if you think about Jesus, right, was Jesus only strong or was he only tender? As you read the stories of Jesus in, in, in the Bible, what do you hear about him?
4: There's such a balance because he is the ultimate warrior. I mean, he, he took on Satan and won all of our sins. So he is a, a warrior, but look at the love and the compassion he gave. And in masculinity, there's a balance. We have to be a warrior We have to be strong as a leader to guide uh, our sons, but we also have to be gentle with our sons to show them how to love and how to feel love. The same for our daughters and most especially our wives. So what
1: is it you think, um, Dennis, what do you think it is today that society says a man needs to be? You know, if if you would say, listening to whatever show you want to listen to, and it's a... um, let's just call it a man bashing show for lack of a better term. Uh-huh. What What are the things that they're saying a man needs to be, or he needs to not be?
2: Well, he needs to be soft and tender and understanding. Uh, and he doesn't, he doesn't need to be a tough guy. He doesn't need to be a, a bully, which we can get at a little bit. We, we're not saying that, uh, but doesn't, doesn't need to have any fighter in him. Needs to be wearing all the right stuff and getting his hair straight, just right. And, uh, but I think, I think what society is saying and what even our, our culture is saying, what commercials are saying, what shows are saying, is uh, it's taking out that toughness of a man.
1: Right. And toughness is needed at sometimes. Robbie, as you think about the topic of toughness, when, when does a man need to have toughness in, in
0: life? Well, the, <laughs> your family is going to need protection if you're walking around today. Uh, you know, there's going to be all sorts of things that are going to come in that are going to try to take away their purity. And, and, lots of sort, and that's where a man can step up and as far as toughness is concerned. There's a lot to that clip, though. There's not just the protect. There's the cultivate and, and the work part. And I find all that really fascinating. Like, where's the masculine aspect of cultivation? And, you know, Jesus obviously spent a lot of time on that with the parable of the soils talking about planning. See, but I love your, uh, your idea of where do we get our fruit. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now you put me on the spot. Uh, yeah, it's, we're always cultivating at some level, right? We're planting seeds of something. And, and what fruit's going to be produced by that is really the question. And, and so the question's not whether we're cultivating or not, but are we cultivating the things to produce the fruit that we want to have? In our kids, are we cultivating the love for them, as Al, you were talking about, in a way that shows them toughness when they need to be tough, you know, and it shows them tenderness when they need to be tender. And, and that's really a balance that you have to cultivate yourself in yourself to show them, you know, that most of the time, can they break a cycle? Absolutely. But most of the time, kids will repeat what they've seen. And so that leaves a lot in our hands if we have kids to do it. And I want to step back for a second on the aggression thing. We're, I'm not bashing the, the talk shows or whatever. I think that you know, they have taken a, a problem of aggression and there is a problem with aggression in society today. We can't ignore it. Right? But just because there's bad parts of it, you don't throw out the whole <clears throat> excuse me, you don't throw out the whole thing. Right? That that would where would our army be without some level of aggression? Where would police officers that need to have aggression? Right? Where would football be, which I love football, um, without aggression, right? It's
2: not all bad. Dennis, you're gonna. There was another example in the book that I found really interesting. A lot of listeners will probably remember Columbine and what happened there, and and certainly the aggression that those young men showed is not what we're talking about when they went in and they start shooting up some of their fellow students. But there were examples of true bravery from from some young men. One that opened the door so that others could get out and actually lost his life, I believe. Another that that covered up a young lady. Th- those acts of bravery. Uh, and, and strength and courage in the face of all that i think that's really what we're getting at
1: absolutely you know even from 9 11 you had the plane where they they rushed the cabin you know and at their own peril saved lots of other people right and that takes an act of willful for lack of a better term aggression i'm gonna step in here and i'm gonna do something that needs to be done and it takes courage it takes all that back to the cultivate thing robbie you were you were asking us earlier what cultivate means. So how would you explain cultivate in today's world? I mean, back in Adam's world, cultivate really meant, to some degree, I gotta grow food and all those things. What, what does it mean today?
0: Well, it's a, f- a fascinating word, in that you plant seeds if you're a salesman, that we, which I've been most of my life as a car salesman. You, you planted seeds in order to try to sell products, but you, you plant all kinds of seeds if in the faith world, by teaching Sunday school or even doing a radio show, you you plant seeds at home, you know, with your relationships, you plant seeds in friendship, uh, and sometimes you plant bad seeds, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and they grow up real ugly. Oh, man.
1: Yeah, and you got to try to sometimes go in and cultivate, you got to weed that garden a little bit and try to pull out some of those bad seeds, and hopefully none of us are going to be perfect but hopefully along the way you know those bad seeds will produce just a few weeds that we can pull out and and the crop will still continue to to grow al as we we talk about this topic of work you know is work the definition of a man today
4: no i think people let that define them but I, i wouldn't agree with that i think that it's got to be a balance because you know you have 24 hours in a day and if you spend eight hours at work what are you doing you got eight hours of sleep what are those other eight hours I think those are really what define you
1: mine's usually waiting in drive through no I'm just <laughs> kidding it's uh, <clears throat> but I think that is you know I, the clip I enjoy, I like the clip because it makes us think and we all talked about at different times this week where it really made us stop and ponder some things and that's the point of some of the clips is it's going to hit you a little differently than it hits me than it hits Dennis it hits Robbie or Vinny and You know, I think that even in that clip that's good, I don't necessarily agree with the statement a man is measured by his work. I think that is a society look.
4: And I think it depends on what you define as work. Is it your job? Is that your work? Or is it, is your work what you do for the time that you're awake, that you're not asleep, the time that you spend with your family, how you treat people at work, you know, at your job?
1: That's right. You know, and we talked earlier about football, and Dennis, while you don't have the microphone, I'm going to go ahead and talk about. We have a a fantasy football league this year, and and Dennis thinks he's going to win it. And
2: to the Redskins.
1: Well, there's your downfall right there. (laughs) You're going to draft Redskins, and it's going to be all over. But we're going to have a fantasy football league this year, and uh, I'm going to draft a couple Giants just for my friend Vinny, you know, so I can come in and, and please him on that. But, uh, We want you guys to be a part of it. We've had some listeners sign up, and we'd encourage you to go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org, check out the Dove Camp, check out the Fantasy Football League. We'd love to have you participating, and we can all beat Dennis in this challenge. As we come back, we're going to continue on our individual masculinity. You've been listening to Masculine Journey. Come back with us and see what God has to say about you being special.
0: Family Adventure this fall, September 5th through the 7th, it's Dove Camp, designed specifically for folks who long for the fathering to learn how to hunt, or perhaps just don't have a place to go. A camp because we'll be intense and that might be intense. A family adventure because the hunting is just a small part of this weekend. Like all Masculine Journey events, there'll be tons of food, great talks by both the men and women, naturally with great movie clips, and most of all, Covenant of silence times, specific times set aside for your whole family to hear from God, even a movie Saturday night.
1: Yeah, I think the thing I'm most excited about with the Dove Camp is really learning how to shoot the 12-gauge that I got at Christmas, and so my kids and my wife and I all got guns for Christmas, and it looks like a great opportunity for us to get around some people that that know what they're doing and really help us learn from them.
0: Go register now at Masculine MasculineJourneyRadio.org Individuals $169 or your whole family for just $299. MasculineJourneyRadio.org Under the events page.
1: Dennis, I, I saw you play an air guitar and I thought you were going to sing, but we all told you you couldn't
2: sing. That's right. After last week, I've been taken out of the singing <laughs> singing part. Grand Funk, Walk Like a Man, from the movie Wild Hogs, which you guys told me about over and over again until I finally watched a Great movie. You need to see that movie. It, it's about the masculine journey a little bit. Absolutely.
1: And, and we're going to talk some this this uh, segment about uh, being special. And and that that's not what you think it means. We're going to come back and talk about that. But a couple things I want to do first.
2: Dennis, you want to talk about something that was really a, a nice surprise for us earlier the, today? Yeah, I just wanted to thank Brent Moser and all the gang over at Papa John's Pizza, which is on Hawthorne Road in Winston-Salem. We have a pre-show meal every week, and they were nice enough to provide that for us. Uh, call those guys, 748-8886. Uh, I have the blessing of working with them part-time, delivering pizza some nights. A Great group of people. And so pizza. check them out and thank you for the
1: pizza. It was great. Uh, pizza was awesome. I'm, I'm having a hard time staying awake now. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Just that that full feeling. Um, Vinny, I wanted to talk with you a little bit about this topic of cultivating. When we talked about it um, before the show, you talked about what cultivating looked like in your generation.
5: Well, it was strictly family structure. You know, uh, I was cultivated by my grandfather and then my father and. My aunts, my grandmother, you know, it's not just wearing the pants to be cultivated to be the power of the uh, family, but it was strictly a family structure. Today, we have uh, such a big difference, and I don't really know how I would look at it. I know it's happening. The stay-at-home dad, Mm -hmm. well, he's a dad. He's not a mother. You know, and I find that very difficult, but that's a financial uh, part of in a family. You got women that work that make twice as much, much more money than a man makes. So, okay, now the logical thing is for her to go out to work and you stay home and take care of the kids. That doesn't change his title. He's a dad, not a mother.
1: Right.
5: And uh, masculinity to me is. Well, I don't know if I'm tapping myself on the shoulder here, but my journey and the doors that I opened up and the rooms that I went through to get to where I am now, I like the person that I am now. I feel that I'm more of a man today because I'm softer mm-hmm. and more understanding yeah. uh, in all aspects of life. Uh, there was times in my life when I couldn't, you know, I would see situations people amongst husbands and wives that I thought was totally stupid mm-hmm. you know but there was ways of handling it and most people don't handle it right right I think I've uh, <laughs> taken up enough time here no no Go I, had a, with it.
1: I had another question for you where were you as a kid on Sundays
5: me yeah I was at grandma's house and you better make sure you were at grandma's house uh, I think I told the story have I done it on the radio? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I loved baseball, and I was pretty good at it. And we had to play a doubleheader. And, you know, there was no way that you wish your dad or mom, uh, you know, I want to go to the movies with the guys, or I got to play a ball game. I you No, know, 1 o'clock, you're at grandma's house, no ifs, ands, or buts, you know? Mm-hmm. And we played a doubleheader. And I was too ashamed to tell my friends 14 and 15 and 16, you know, I gotta get home. I gotta go home and eat, otherwise my father bust my head. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> so <laughs> anyway, I stayed for the double header and so help me goodness. I seen the car coming, my father's car. It was about ten after one, coming right across the baseball field, no stands in the, you know, in center field. And he came right on the field and directly at me. I was a pitch a uh, first baseman. And many, many, many years, naturally, I jumped out of the way and I ran home. But many, many years ago, my dad, I had the pleasure of taking care of my dad. And I asked him, I says, what would you have done if I didn't jump out of the way? I am not kidding you. He says, I would have killed you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a different time. Definitely, different. <laughs> Definitely a different time. <laughs>
1: It, we were talking about, you know, just the differences in society. You know, Robbie, you're talking a little bit about the shows, and I'm not going to crack on your age, you know, because we're not That's that far okay. apart in age, but what were some of the shows that uh, about men
0: or manhood that was on when you were growing up? Yeah, it was Father Knows Best. I mean, that title <laughs> seemed to say a lot in my world, but, and then, you know, My Three Sons and these shows where the dad, or even Patty Duke. You know, those shows, the, the father was a father of wisdom and somebody that people would turn to uh, for his strength and, and for his direction compared to some of the stuff we see today.
1: So what's some of the shows, Dennis, you're talking about that uh, kind of made an impression on you that, that, that or was that you, Al? It was you, Al. Sorry, you guys look so much alike. It's hard to hard to tell you apart. They
4: <laughs> we're brothers. We sing alike too. <laughs> what
1: He's are some of it. the shows that that really show a different aspect over the last you know several years? That it's, it's really saw this movement of what's a man look like in society's view from the TV shows.
4: I remember in the '70s when One Day at a Time came out, and there was no father at all, and I couldn't believe it. It just surprised me. I, I just you know why wouldn't you want to have a dad and family? My dad lived in a whole other state, so. You know, of course, that just, I couldn't imagine having a show without a dad. And um, the other one was uh, Married with Children. Mm-hmm. I remember watching that thinking, you know, why are they ignoring the dad? Why are they treating him like that? Everybody else was, they really seemed um, off. And it, it, he seemed like he just was checked out because nobody cared. Right. And those really struck me. i That really pulled me away from TV for a long time.
1: Yeah, you see this move from, You know, dad is a part of the solution to the problems that I'm facing to, you know, dad's just a stumbling block in my way of life, you know, and he's going to just be kind of bumbling.
4: There's one uh, that I saw not too long ago, uh, Last Man Standing, where the kids have different political views from the father, but they still love and respect the father. Yeah. And and that's something that we need to get back from. You may disagree with your father and you may be very wrong in that but by the same token you still show love and respect for a father who shows love and respect for you
1: absolutely and we've kind of dovetailed off a little bit you know from the standpoint that i took us there um but just to see that society has changed some of our perception of man what what's it mean to be a man and so we talked about in that first clip that god created us to do certain things to work to cultivate protect if that work is a stay-at-home dad that's taking care of the kids and doing homeschooling or whatever that looks like, it is to work, cultivate, and protect. Now, what does God have to say about you? And so we're going to listen to a clip from a movie that you probably wouldn't expect that we'd be playing. It's from the Lego movie. Yes, the Lego movie. You didn't hear that wrong. Lego movie. And it's, it's a kid's movie, but a lot of times in kids' movies, there's some real truth. And in this clip, you have the good guy who thought that he's been told that he's special, and has realized that he's no different than anyone else um, to some degree and the bad guy and listen to this interchange between him and the bad guy and where it ends up
2: you don't have to be
0: the bad guy you are the most talented most interesting and most extraordinary person in the universe. And you are capable of amazing things because you are the special. And so am I.
3: And so is everyone. It's about all of us. Right now, it's about you. And you still can change everything.
1: So Al, as you listen to that clip about being the special, do you believe that you're the special? Yes. Okay, do you believe Dennis is the special? Yes. Okay, so what did that clip speak to your heart or remind you of as you listen to it?
4: My son. There are times when he makes mistakes and I have to snap him back into reality and show him what's Right but he's still special. It doesn't mean he's the bad guy. And when I have to do that, I'm not the bad guy either. We have to do it in a way where there's balance. And that kind of goes back to the warrior that we were talking about earlier. Um, you have to know when to show love and when to be firm.
1: You know, we were talking about you don't have to be the bad guy. Well, a lot of times we don't see ourselves as a bad guy. Robbie was asking me about this before the show, but we may not see ourselves as a bad guy, but do we see ourselves as special? And if that's the only two choices, which side of the equation are you going to land? You know, Robbie, as you listen to that clip about the special, you have a favorite saying that you've told, I think, everyone but me, and I don't know why. I'm kind of offended.
0: <laughs> well, let me rectify this right now. Isaiah 61 clearly declared that this is the year of Sam. This okay. is the year of the Lord's favor, that Sam is the Lord's favorite.
2: Wait a second. In March, you said it was the year of Dennis. Well...
0: <laughs> It's your year. It's like the guy in the Lego movie. It's everybody gets there. Everybody is there, and that word "favor" is similar to the word "grace." In fact, it's the Hebrew word for that. Mm-hmm. And and it's an amazing thing that, to me, and the more I soak in that and I see it, that no matter what happened, workwise, cultivation wise, protecting wise. From God's standpoint, Robbie, it's still the year that Robbie's his favorite, or it's still the year that Sam's his favorite, or whoever you're listening, insert name. <laughs> Al,
4: Dennis, Vinny. I only got a day. You guys got months and years. Well, you know, you had less of a, a journey back than we did. Uh, I got a Monday. You did. You did. You got
1: a Monday. On that term special, Dennis, what makes us special? What makes the listener, the person listening to this right now, is special? What makes him special?
2: What makes you special, first and foremost, is you were created in the image of God himself. Uh, he is your father, and you are his son. Poor daughter. And and he loves you.
1: Yeah. Poor daughter. We want to clarify that. <laughs> You're his daughter, too. But not Poor only, daughter, yes. Yeah. I'm we're not only made in the image, we're uniquely made in the image. And, Robbie, yes. what does that really mean, to be uniquely made in the image of God?
0: You know, that's a, a really cool picture. And Dr. Michael Brown pointed out this way the other day, and, and George McDonald is similarly that everybody reflects God or sees God in a very unique way. And so you get a chance to talk about that, show that however you reflect God in with, in, with the way your image. But when you put that together, the way Dr. Brown put it is like an orchestra or the way that George MacDonald put it is like a big field of flowers that when you put all of them together, you get this incredible harmony. But nobody can think that their view is special, you know, <laughs> or they take up the whole trumpet section.
1: Right, and, and we uniquely bear that glory from god it's not our glory it's his but if we don't show it the world goes without it so show your glory live like you're special this week and believe that you know as a man talking to men it's okay to be a man we need you to be men and ladies let your man be a man and we appreciate you listening to masculine journey radio go to masculinejourneyradio.org for events that we have coming up we have a dove camp coming up in september (laughs) we're going to be back at uh, kernersville this, this month and also we have the Fantasy Football League in which Dennis is gonna lose keep saying that <laughs>